Welcome back to the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And today Joe writes in and Joe says the following. I'm struggling with reading my Bible daily. Why should I read it daily? It seems like such a chore. Can you help me to know how to begin a daily habit of reading scripture? I truly desire to grow in my walk with the Lord. This is a fantastic question. It expresses, Joe, your desire to first grow in the grace of God. And and so I'm encouraged by that. And I want to talk to you about your struggle with viewing Bible reading as a chore. There is a a well-known church leader in church history. His name is J.C. Ryle. And he has this to say about Bible reading. And then I have four hopefully helpful tips and guidance to help you address this issue in your life. So J.C. Ryle says this. Next to praying there is nothing so important in practical religion as Bible reading. God has mercifully given us a book which is able to make us wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 3.15. By reading that book, we may learn what to believe, what to be, and what to do, how to live with comfort, and how to die in peace. Happy is that man who possesses a Bible. Happier still is he who reads it. Happiest of all is he who not only reads it, but obeys it, and makes it the rule of his faith and practice. Now there's a lot that's that's there. But notice what he says. He says, at the beginning of this sentence, he says, next to praying, there's nothing so important in practical religion as Bible reading. And then at the end, he says, happy is the man who possesses a Bible. Happier still is he who reads it. Happiest of all is he who not only reads it, but obeys it and makes the rule of his faith and practice. See, Bible reading is for our joy in the Lord. Bible reading is not a duty. What you said, Joe, is, why why should I read the Bible daily? It seems like such a chore. Well, I want to I want to challenge your perspective on this a little bit. I want you to see that Bible reading and the spiritual disciplines as a whole that we're talking about here, you know, prayer and those kind of things, worship and those kind of things are not we don't do them just to gain God's favor. So we don't just do them just because um to somehow uh, we, we might think that we, we merit God's favor or, you know, we're somehow more loved by God because today I perform my, you know, religious offering through Bible reading or prayer or worship and, and those kind of things. That's, uh, that's not why we engage in the spiritual disciplines. You know, we are already through Christ fully loved and fully accepted by God. God tells us, Jesus says in the farewell discourse, that we are now his friends. So we're fully loved. We're his friends. He accepts us. He wants to us to be have an intimate, personal knowledge and relationship with Him, where we're growing in Him. And so, so this is a delight that the God of the universe has bled and died in our place and for our sin, and that this God, He desires us not just to have rote religious obedience. And when Jesus talks about obedience, He's talking about it in the Gospels. He talks about it in, in terms of personal obedience. Because we actually know him, we will obey him. So it's not just because we, you know, are somehow offering up ourselves, you know, t- to God and, and saying, God, you know what, here's my religious sacrifice and be pleased by that. No, what he wants is, is he wants the whole of us. Maybe, maybe if I say it this way, there's a distinction that, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he lived during, uh, in, in Germany during World War II, and he's very well known. Um, if you don't know him, I encourage you, Joe, to look him up, and also to my other listeners listening to this. 
Anyway, the the distinction was is that grace is costly and it's cheap. Well, it costs Jesus something. It cost him his his whole life, right? You know, he didn't just die in part. He died in whole. You know, he bled and died in our place and for our sins. So the grace of God is costly, Bonhoeffer says. But oftentimes we cheat the grace of God as cheap, as just something to, you know... We we say we believe in grace, but we live as if it doesn't matter. And we can treat the we can treat the spiritual disciplines in the same way. We can just say, well, that's just something that I'm I'm going through the motions in, and my heart's not really engaged. And so we can we can cheapen the grace of God and the invitation in them as a means of grace to actually enjoy the God of all grace. So when we're talking about Bible reading, when we're talking about spiritual the spiritual disciplines and growing in Christ, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're not enjoying just the means of grace. We're actually enjoying the God of all grace, the giver of grace, who invites us to get to know him in his inspired, inerrant, authoritative, and sufficient word. So all of that to say, Bible reading is a delight. God invites us. He gave us a book, you know, 66 books in the word of God. That's a lot to to read and to get to know God uh, so that, as Ryle says, we would know what to believe, what to be, what to do, how to live with comfort, how to die in peace. But not only that, to not only read it as he says, but obey it and make it the rule of our faith and practice. So we don't just even just read the Bible just to read it. We we read and we study and we meditate and we apply the word into our lives and we raise it so that it will be our standard for our faith in our practice it's not just some book it's the book and so we're seeking to obey it because of god's grace because of the god of all grace who has called us to this salvation that we don't deserve and given it to us through christ who makes the dead come to life and together with christ we we have been raised with him into you know new life and so we have new life and so because we have new life in christ we can see the spiritual disciplines not as duty, but as delight. Not as a chore, but as, as a joy that we're getting to know the treasure of our faith, Christ himself. Alright, so I've said a lot there. So the next thing that uh, I want to talk about is, is reading and listening to the Bible. And then also reading and listening for 5 to 10 minutes a day, which go together. So the, the first thing is, is you know, you can read the Bible. Um, you can read that on your phone. Um, you can read that on, uh, you know, you can go to Bible Gateway, Blue Letter Bible. One of those types of websites. and um, you can, Or you can read it on your Logos app if you have Logos Bible software um, they have an app most of these Bible websites have apps where you can you know read the Bible you can also read it on uh, oh, ESV the ESV has a good Bible app you can also read a collection of uh, different translations on the Version app that's personally what I do um, I use the Version app primarily to listen to the Bible so you know as I'm getting ready for the day I'm spending five to ten minutes reading the Bible, or I might be driving around somewhere and I, I want to, you know, listen to the Bible. So I do, you know. But the, the point here is, whether we're talking about prayer, or worship, or something else, one of the spiritual disciplines, we're spending intentional time, quality time. Now, now we need to talk about here quality time versus quantity of time, because some people think, Christians think, well, I'm not spending two to four hours, you know, like my pastor in 
Bible reading or whatever or study. So I'm not so spiritual. You know, he's so super spiritual, but I'm not. I'm not a great Christian. I'm a bad Christian. And that's just not true. There, There is nowhere, for example, with prayer, there's nowhere in the Bible that tells us that we have to pray a certain amount of time each day. Although, I need to say that... With that, the apostles, they prayed three times a day. You know, they prayed in the morning, they prayed at noon, and they prayed in the afternoon. But that wasn't out of just, that was because that was part of the, the culture that they, that they lived in. But it was also, you know, they were, they were going to worship God. They were going to, to pray to their God. And so the point there, the principle that we can derive from that is that they had consistent time. They had regular times of fellowship with God. And that's the point, is to have consistent times with the Lord. Consistent times where you're genuinely praying, not just to check something off your list or to read your Bible and to check that off the list or even to go to church just to check it off your list or to meet with somebody have fellowship with them and to and so on and so forth we could go down through the list but actually to get to know the God of all grace that you know has saved us is is um, growing us in his grace and he will one day glorify us or as JC Ryle also said the gospel is the ABCs of Christianity or as Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones said the gospel is the beginning of the Christian life, it's the middle of the Christian life, and it's the end of the Christian life, and everywhere in between. Grace, wondrous grace. So, whether you're spending five to ten minutes, or an hour, or two hours, the reason is not just to check it off your list. The reason is to get to know the God of all grace. So, Bible reading is not a chore. It's a delight. It's a delight that we have been invited and summoned to get to know. Now, it's it's also important, it needs to be said, because con daily contact in, in the Bible helps us to grow in our understanding of God himself so that we can minister to other people, so that we have something to say. Not so that we're just saying, hey, this is what I think or whatever, and this is my opinion on this topic, but so that we know we, we can say, this is what God himself has to say about this topic. And so we're having daily contact with God to get to know God so that we can point other people to Christ you know so not only for a personal benefit of growing in knowledge and in intimacy with God but also so that God himself has something to use from our lives to minister to other people so so the spiritual disciplines are practical as JC Ryle says there's nothing next to praying there's nothing so important as practical religion as daily bible reading and the last thing that I want to drive home is to go and make daily contact with the Word of God. To get to know the God who now through Christ loves you and desires you to grow in His grace. Now, I know I've said this before, but I really want to drive this home. This is so important. Many Christians, they, they think, well, I've read through the Bible, and so now I don't need to do it. But, but many Christians, statistics show, don't even know the Ten Commandments, don't even know the Sermon on the Mount. I've been to Bible college. I've been to seminary. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I still need to read the Bible. And if I've been a Christian for 30 years, that means if you've been a Christian 40 or 50 years, you still have a need to read the Bible. The point is, even if you've been a Christian one nanosecond, or you've been a Christian 60 years, long years, you still need to have contact, daily contact, with the Word of God. Now that's going to look different for, say, somebody that's retired versus somebody that just had a baby. Or 
somebody who is single. What I'm saying here is not to give a prescription for your individual situation. You, everybody has five to ten minutes a day. Sometimes we have more. Say you're driving to work. Well, you might have 30 minutes. 30 minutes to listen to the Bible. Or maybe even 10 minutes. Why not use that time instead of turning on the radio and, and you know, zoning out or whatever. Why don't you use that time to turn on the Bible, to get some time in God's Word. Maybe you have time during lunch where you can, you've had a hard day. Why not take that time, spend time in the in the Word, and get centered on the Word and what it says, and, you know, and grow, and grow in grace. You see, daily Bible contact, it helps us. You know, many Christians, they don't even know. They don't know how to deal with trials. They don't know how to deal with stressful things. And sure, these things are hard, but... By being in daily contact with the word, when trials come and come, they will. Because we live in a post-fall world, you know, we will have knowledge of God, our personal knowledge of God, that we can say, you know what, I know that God isn't far from me in the midst of this. I know that he's with me, he's sustaining me, he's, he's transforming me in the midst of this. He's helping me to persevere. And how do we know that? Because scripture teaches us this. And not only that, but through trials to be able to grow. Why? Because you're getting to know daily the God of all grace. And the God of all grace is transforming you through the means of his word, by his spirit, for his glory. And so we don't just spend time in the text just because. We don't just spend time in prayer. We don't just even go to church or any of these things just because. God is using all these things, our personal Bible reading, our, our personal time in prayer, our, our corporate time with God's people, our time in our small groups. God is using all those things in our lives to help us grow. And so whether it's personally, or say your, your job is not, you, you work in the stock market, or you work at, uh, uh, as a mechanic, or you work as a counselor, or whatever your, your vocation is, you and I, we have a need for daily contact in the Word to help people as we talk to them about Christ. To be able to say, hey, this is actually what Scripture says about this particular subject. And, you know, this is what I'm learning about this as I'm, as I'm reading. Because this is what it, it says. Or, you know, pay attention when your pastor is, is preaching so that you can learn and grow along with the rest of the congregation in your, in your knowledge of God's Word. You know, and don't be afraid, you know, as you read personally the Word or you hear the Word preached. Part of being a Christian, Jesus says, is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul, and to love our neighbor. Well, part of loving God there in Matthew 22, you know, 37 through 39, it says to love the Lord of God with all of our mind. And to use our minds means that we're actually thinking about what the Bible says. And that also means that we're asking good questions. But we're not asking those questions from a place of unbelief, right? We're asking those questions because we desire to get to know more of the God who has saved us. And has given us this precious treasure in His Word. And given us the gift of His grace. And so, as we wrap up, Bible reading is a delight. It's not a duty. You need to spend quality time in the Word. Five to ten minutes a day. We all have that. And the reason is, is to get to know the God who now through Christ loves you and desires you to grow in His grace. So that you can serve this God wherever you are. Whatever God has given you to do. God has placed you there for a reason. To serve Him. So won't you please grow in His grace. So that 
others can see that the God of all grace is is growing you and is being magnified into your life. And I promise you, as that happens, your life will can, your life will begin to change slowly over time, and people will begin to ask you, "What is the, the reason for the hope? What is so different about you?" People will ask that question. So that Joe briefly is why and how to begin reading scripture and engaging in the spiritual disciplines. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. If you have a question that you would like answered on this podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask us. You can go to the contact form on servantsofgrace.org, click on contact, or you can email me at dave at servantsofgrace.org. And now, may the God of peace richly bless you and keep you.